0: Good morning. Hope you fine folks are doing well this morning. (laughs) You get to color pictures, so you're doing pretty good, I think. Uh, Glad that you chose to join us today. Appreciate it. Uh, We've been talking in recent weeks. uh, You know, we've been going through 40 days in the Word. Our small groups have been doing it. Been enjoying that very much. Um, so that that period of time is coming to an end now some of those groups will be wrapping up this week and maybe some of you did last week and and I just appreciate all the participation in that we got a significant turnout in response to do uh, the 40 days in the word it went very well so appreciate that Um, and now we're we're looking at the holidays right around the corner and so today I want to talk about being thankful I want to talk about Thanksgiving and I don't always uh, preach based on the holidays or what's going on that isn't always a thing to me but I a couple of weeks ago I was just thinking about what you know what we're going to talk about for the next couple months and I, I really felt like God stirred me about um, some of those key words that we use during the holidays, words like thankful, words like primarily hope. Do we have hope? It's been an interesting period of time. I'm tired of saying that, honestly. Uh, I say it all the time. You, we were always talking about it, what a strange season it is. And it's a great time for us to remember all of those benefits that God has given us, you know, things that we can be hopeful things that we can be thankful, places we can have joy, places we can have peace, and the holidays begin to remind us of all those words, and so I want to start to talk about those things as we uh, celebrate the holidays. We want to prepare our hearts for Thanksgiving. Uh, Although it's a holiday that we celebrate in the United States due to an event with the pilgrims and the Native Americans uh, many years ago, being thankful is Nothing new and celebrating thankfulness is nothing new in the history of man. And so I want to talk about the scripture and what God has to say about being thankful and just remind us and maybe study this a little bit today to prepare our hearts for the holiday. I want to begin in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, Paul writing to the church and saying, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, And be thankful. Paul instructs us to be thankful. The scripture is full of passages like this instructing us in being thankful. Why do you love Thanksgiving? Turkey, that's right. And that's probably the best reason that most people love Thanksgiving, right? Great food, great celebration. We were discussing this morning, you know, what are the necessary things with Thanksgiving? Of course, there has to be mashed potatoes or it doesn't count. In my book, I love Thanksgiving. One of the reasons I love Thanksgiving is it's a holiday that doesn't come with all of the attached things like maybe Christmas does. You know, there isn't an obligation to get gifts. There's not a big commercialization of everything. It's just a day where there's just a genuine gathering together with people you love or friends and family or people at least you love most of the time and celebrating together, right? And being thankful. And I just like that it's untainted, and that uh, I'm, I'm not much of a holiday guy anyway, so the fact that it's one day is helpful. I only have to think about it that day. It's on a Thursday, which means if you have a gracious boss like I do, he usually gives you Friday off too, you know, so you get the two days off. Oh, Thanksgiving is a fun holiday. It's good. It just feels genuine to me. It feels like a genuine celebration of thankfulness with not a bunch of strings attached. I want to dive into a bit of a word study on the word Thanksgiving because word studies are awesome fun, right? All right, well, I fooled some of you. That's good. Word studies are fun, actually. Human communication is really interesting. We try and take these intangible concepts and thoughts, things that we can perceive in our inner man, and then we try and communicate them to other people. So when you study language or the different languages and the different words that are used, you actually can learn a lot about what somebody's trying to communicate when you word study. Um, even when God speaks, he's, it's like he, he's, he impresses things upon us and we wrestle with our own language of how to express them. He gives us an impression or a picture and, very rarely does it seem like God speaks English. He actually just speaks spirit. And, and so we sense something and then we try and put it into language. That's why the prophetic is a fallible thing and needs to be weighed according to the word and all those kind of things because we're flawed beings trying to translate a report from God. It's very very important that we uh, wrestle sometimes with what God is giving us and that it comes out in the way that he gave it. Language is very important. Translation is very important. But the word Thanksgiving is, uh, it, it's maintained its integrity throughout the generations and the centuries. It's remained pretty true to its meaning even today. It's very important to understand the meaning of a word. I'll tell you something in my house when I think the house is clean, my definition of clean is not the same as Janny's definition of clean. Can anybody identify? Okay, how many of you are having conversations on an almost daily basis? What I said, what I meant by the word I used was, and we have to clarify and make sure. Or when someone says to you, I'm upset, and you go, okay, I need some clarification. What do you mean by upset? Like, upset like you want a hug, or upset like I should probably go outside and wait a while? Sometimes we go through things like that. Sometimes we... Uh, somebody will say, I'll, I'll be there in five minutes. And five minutes in my book is 300 defined seconds. It's a, it's a specific time frame. But five minutes seems to be defined differently by different people. That could be anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. And when we're in South Africa, they use a phrase called just now. And it throws me off every time. But if I say to you just now, I mean now. We're go- We're going to go... To lunch just now, which means now. But in South Africa, when they say just now, they mean pretty soon. And I'm like, now doesn't mean pretty soon, it means now. And they're like, no, it means here shortly, I will get to it. And so we have different defining words, ways things are expressed and said. It helps to understand what the other person is talking about. Thanksgiving hasn't changed a lot. It's a significant component. This is what I want to draw our attention to about Thanksgiving. It's such a significant thing in our relationship with God. Being thankful, an attitude of thankfulness, expressing thanks is a very important part of our relationship with God himself. When we look at some of the modern definitions, uh, you know, that I found via Merriam-Webster or dictionary.com, Um, There's words that we would use, the words like gratitude, the expression of gratitude. And then it says, especially to God. This is in the dictionary. A public acknowledgement or celebration of divine goodness. A prayer expressing gratitude. All these are in secular dictionaries. The idea of thankfulness originates with God. So when we are thankful... We keep in mind that it originates with God. We think of words I asked my kids this week. What does it mean to be thankful? And of course words come up like gratitude and things like that. But what does it really mean to be thankful? Can you really define it? Can you express it and explain it? When you examine yourself and and go, am I actually thankful? What does it really mean? Because we use words like, we, we, we teach our kids from the time they can understand what the magic words are, don't we? Please and thank you, which becomes, if I say please, I get what I want, and I better be sure and say thank you so I get it again next time. Right? We teach them these are magic words, and we use it all of the time in our society. Thank you. Thanks. And when you use a word over and over and over, it can lose its salt. It can lose its actual meaning. Just like when we say, how are you doing? I don't really expect you to explain to me how you're actually doing. We just go, good, whatever good means. right? When we use words repeatedly, they lose their emphasis. And I think when when it comes to giving thanks and being thankful and thanksgiving, it's really important for us to refresh our memory and remind ourselves what it means to be truly thankful. And we're going to start with uh, in the Bible, in the Old Testament when they start when when uh, the idea of being thankful to God was introduced in the law and i want to talk about leviticus chapter 7 verses 11 through 15 there was one of the sacrifices or offerings that people brought to God it was a peace offering and one of those sub offerings was the thanksgiving offering and it was something that Uh, people gave voluntarily. It wasn't required of people. You know, a lot of sacrifices were required for the forgiveness of sins or required for certain circumstances, but the offering of thanksgiving to God, and we're talking in the Old Testament when they sacrificed animals and they brought them to the temple and there was an order of priests who helped them uh, go through the process of the sacrifice, the peace offering, particularly the Thanksgiving offering, was something that people did voluntarily and it was like a sign of peace between you and God. I am grateful to God for what he 's done we don 't have a lot of uh, we aren 't really that in touch sometimes with the things in the Old Testament you know and and being aware of what goes on, but it helps us understand how things came to be today and Helps us understand some things that are in the heart of God. More more often than not, what they would offer for that thanksgiving offering would be a lamb. And I know when you think lamb, you probably think of like a five pound newborn, tiny little lamb, right? But when you actually harvest a lamb for the meat, I didn't know this till this week when I was digging into it. That lamb's usually about a hundred pounds, and you can get somewhere around 35 pounds of meat out of a lamb well why does that matter in this story because when you came to the temple and you offered this lamb as a sacrifice a, a peace offering a thanksgiving offering to God it was a unique offering in that the the food came back to the giver a lot of things when they were sacrificed they were totally consumed or they were given to the priests but in this case if you were the one that brought the lamb and you gave the lamb to God, the lamb came back to you. And God instructs them that they shall not leave any of the meat till morning. It all has to be consumed that day. How many of you can eat 35 pounds of meat in one day? Nobody. So when you look at the teachings of the rabbis, what did they do with this meat? And these loaves of bread. They also, they brought loaves of bread. Uh, One of the Rabbi teachings I had looked into they would bring 30 loaves of unleavened bread and 10 loaves of leavened God would have them bring both kinds which is significant but I don't really have time to get into it today and they'd bring all this food to the temple and they'd offer it and then they'd have to consume it before the end of the day guess what they did they invited their friends they invited the priests and they all in thanksgiving consumed this sacrifice to God does that sound familiar so you can you can pretend your turkey on the table is your sacrifice this Thursday, right? But see, they, they would give it to God, but they would receive it back. Again, significant that God is giving, God is blessing, and they're thanking him. It was also called a heave offering. What, what, what would happen is the person would literally hold the offering like this, and the priest would come up on the other side of them and also hold on to it and they would lift it like this like they were heaving it they didn't literally throw it but they would heave it it's like they're giving to God and it's coming back and this was called the toda toda and today even if you went to Israel that's how you would say thank you they're saying thank you God and they're lifting it and actually some of the significance of us lifting our hands in worship we talk about surrender and that's true but a lot of a of praising see the word for thanks in hebrew is toda and and the word for praise is yada toda comes from yada it's it's founded in that word why does that matter though in this situation because you're you're it, it, well it literally means to throw or to shoot something, but it gets translated all the time praise, thanksgiving in the Bible. The idea of giving thanks is uh, tied very directly with the idea of praise, something that's lifted up to God. And so when we, when we lift our hands in worship, often we're, what we're signifying is that we're lifting this sacrifice of praise to God. So a lot of the things that we do today, you may not even realize, have their foundation in a lot of those Old Testament things. Why do we do that? Because they would lift this sacrifice of thanksgiving, this sacrifice of praise to God, and they would receive back and enjoy in thankfulness that which God had provided. So there's a lot of significance to where we get the concept of thanksgiving, not necessarily the holiday, although you could make a lot of parallel connections, but what it means to be thankful some of the concepts of being thankful. When we look in the New Testament, this word will be familiar to you. How many of you grew up in a church where you used the word Eucharist? Yeah? Am I the only one? A lot of traditional churches would use the word Eucharist when referring to communion. You know, I, I, when I was a little boy, we were in the Catholic church, and, and the priest would You know, he had his one particular wafer that he would lift, and it was the Eucharist. And I thought that's what the bread was called, the Eucharist. But really, where that word Eucharist comes from is when Jesus was giving the Last Supper, it says he gave thanks and broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, right? He gave thanks, Eucharistos. That's where we get the word Eucharist in the traditional church. It was signifying that moment when Jesus gave thanks, and so we see that translated thanks or thanksgiving or thankfulness all rooted in the same, uh, same kind of idea as the Hebrew where we're being grateful to God. But what's interesting about the Greek in the New Testament when we look at Eucharistos is it's, break, it's broken up of two words, you, E-U, like you is how you say it. And what that means is well, well or good or well done, You, Eucharistos. What does that kind of sound like? There's a word that we've studied in the past. Uh, we're, we'll look at several different angles of it. The, the root word is charis. You know anybody named charis? We have a friend of the church named charis. Charis is Greek for grace. Charis means grace. So when we say we're a charismatic church, that doesn't mean that we're super hyper all the time and bouncing, although that would be helpful charismatic means that we believe in the gifts the grace of god gifted man they're the various graces of god on man are the gifts and so when we say we're charismatic it means that we believe in the grace of god expressed in gifts and so when we say well grace it's like saying thank you god for your grace you cannot, this is what the main thing I would like you to walk away from this message today realizing, is you cannot separate thankfulness from the grace of God. And I'll unpack some of that further. The helps word study when, when on this word, um, giving thanks or thanksgiving that we see in the Greek, it says properly, if you were to translate it properly or literally, it would, it would be acknowledging that God's grace works well. When Jesus gave Eucharistos, when he gave thanks, he was acknowledging literally that God's grace works well. For our eternal gain and his glory to give thanks, literally thankful for God's good grace. You can't define the biblical terms of thankfulness without tying it into God's grace. And I think as we start to think about that and explain it, here and unpack it a little more, we'll see why that is or how that really applies to our lives. One of the thoughts I had about Thanksgiving and the idea of thanks is that it is, it's something that's given. Thanks, giving You're giving it. You're giving it away. It's coming from you. It's coming from something inside of you that only you can give. I can't make you be thankful. I can't force you to thank me? You could fake it, but it wouldn't really be thankful then, would it? You can't fake thankfulness. I mean, you could fake it, but it wouldn't be the real thing, would it? I guess that was sort of a redundant statement. This isn't just saying a polite thanks. This is Jeffrey Kranz, who's an author on overviewbible.com. It isn't just a polite thanks for when something good happens. This biblical understanding... Of of the word thankful is an outpouring of praise to God for who He is and what He has done. It challenges our will and our character. So hopefully, when Thanksgiving holiday is it comes up this week, you're actually wrestling with yourself a little bit, going, "What is the true condition of my heart? What is the true condition of my inner man? Am I actually thankful for God's grace?" Am I actually thankful for what God has given me in life? Am I thankful for the circumstances that surround me? And we, we examine ourselves for authenticity and whether or not it's real. It's action-based. Thanksgiving is giving. There's got to be an effort in some way to express it. It's kind of like faith. We can talk about faith as though it's an invisible thing, but faith by definition, and we've talked about this fairly frequently, you can't, It doesn't come without action. It isn't even faith if there isn't action accompanying it, really. And thanksgiving is very similar. If it's not expressed, if it isn't given, if it doesn't come out of your heart into the reality, then it's not really thankfulness. By definition, thanksgiving is, thanks is something given. Give it away. Don't just keep it inside. Recognize it and offer it to, maybe it's a person, Or maybe it's God, the things that you're thankful for. But it cannot be faked. Here's another thought about thanksgiving. If you're giving something away, who are you giving it to? How many of you have said, thank my lucky stars? What an expression, huh? I thank my lucky stars I didn't hit that elk this morning on the road. As if your lucky stars had anything to do with it. But we use those terms all the time. When we're thankful, we have to realize that we're thankful to something. Or someone, that we're giving it to someone. What about time and chance? We're just thankful that we happen to miss the elk on the road. We're thankful that something just happened to happen, right? And, and we just say that, but do we stop and do we think about, actually, the reason I miss that elk this morning, the reason I have food on my table, the reason I have whatever it is I have is by the grace of God all of it. Really, when you stop and think about it, there's nothing you have that you weren't given. You couldn't give yourself life. You couldn't give yourself arm and legs. You couldn't give yourself a mind and a soul. You couldn't give yourself any of these things. You can, we, wanna, we work hard. We want to work hard. We, but even our ability to do so and even the systems in which we do it are all given to us. We are completely dependent on the grace of God. And being truly thankful pushes us into a position. When we're examining the definition of thankfulness, it pushes us in that position of going, wait a minute, who am I thanking? Who is my thankfulness to for anything and everything that goes on in my life? When you confess your thankfulness this year, maybe you guys will talk about it at dinner or whatever your family does or your friends, consider the source of the grace that you are giving thanks for. Because the concept of thankfulness is inseparable from the concept of God's grace in history. Even though today we use it much more loosely. It's not a feeling. It's not simply a state of mind. It's like faith. It is something that is shown by action. It's relinquishing the credit to somebody else. There's a significant thought. What does it mean to be thankful? I'm relinquishing the credit... To somebody, so when someone holds the door for me, something so simple like that they 're getting credit from me for holding the door for me when I say thank you i 'm giving you credit for having had grace for me to open the door. You gave me something i didn 't earn When we start to talk about the word grace, we start to start to think about uh, something that is given unmerited you didn 't earn it, okay, but we could be thankful I, I think of things like the relationship between a boss and an employee. Um, you know, when you receive a paycheck from your boss, you earned it. You have a right to it. You're in a contractual situation where you are exchanging labor for money. Now, we're still kind and say thank you, right? Because we are thankful. But it's, it would be different if your boss just gave you a giant Christmas bonus, right? You didn't earn that. By that person's grace, they gave you something. I have a friend of mine one day, I watched them get their paycheck and they went out to their vehicle and literally knelt on the ground by the vehicle and thanked God. What, What does that, that's thankfulness. That's recognizing that while you owed me this money, above and beyond everything, the grace of God is at work. I have a job. My boss gave me a job. I have money. I can now feed my family. All this because really God's my provider. So I'm thankful for everything I have, even if it seems like I earned it, because I, couldn't, I didn't even have the capability to earn it if God hadn't had grace on my life to do so, right? It's very, it's very interesting to start to think about what it means to be thankful. You ever uh, get a gift with strings attached? Or somebody gives you something and you're not sure if you owe them in return? What an awkward situation those are. I hate those things. We'll talk about that in a minute. We're giving thanks to someone. Who is it? Who are we giving our thanks to? Well, of course, the scripture would lead us God, to God, always to God, all of our thanks. Give thanks to the Lord. Psalms 106, Psalm 107, Psalm 118, Psalm 136, they all begin with these words, give thanks to the Lord. And then above and beyond that, it is repeated Countless places almost throughout the Psalms. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. What what is the author of these Psalms and the various authors, what are they really communicating in a strong way? God's grace is good. Acknowledge that. Acknowledge that his grace is good. It's a very important part of our worship and our relationship with God. I want to read to you a little bit out of Psalm 136. It's, it starts out, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords for his steadfast love endures forever. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge that God's grace for you has been good. He is the Lord. He is good. He's the God of gods. He's the Lord of lords. And then the psalmist goes on to list. To him who alone does great wonders. To him who by my, by understanding made the heavens. To him who spread out the earth above the waters. To him who made the great lights. The sun to rule over day. The moon and the stars to rule over the night. On and on. All these things that you could never give yourself. But by the grace of God you have them. Give thanks to God. Acknowledge his grace when we go back to that definition god's grace works well that's what thankfulness is that's what thanks is saying thankfulness is saying god's grace works well he made the sun and the moon god's grace works well give thanks he's the lord of lords his grace works well we would have nothing if he didn't have grace we wouldn't exist if he didn't have grace we don't have anything really ultimately that we have not been given and therefore we owe thanks to God. His grace is good. I would suggest to you today that being thankful is a reciprocation of grace given. When grace is given, our natural inclination is to reciprocate thanks. So we just talked a minute ago about when someone gives you a gift, someone holds the door for you, someone extends grace to you in some way. Anyways, so many ways. There's such a variety of ways for people to extend grace to us. And they do it all the time in all different ways. Our natural response should be an acknowledgement of that grace. So when someone gives you a gift, okay, this is why Christmas sometimes is a little frustrating, right? Like, on one hand, we are thankful to get the gifts, but we were obligated to give them too, based on our society. What about when you just randomly get a gift you weren't expecting, it wasn't on a particular day, someone just had enough thoughtfulness and grace for you that they decided to get you a gift? What does that do to your heart? You're just so thankful that that person had a grace about them that they would have thought of you, that they would have gotten that gift for you. Some of you are hardcore gift people. You love doing that. It's your way of expressing or receiving love. It's something, it's a way where we we respond to grace when it's expressed to us in whatever form. Money is always tricky, right? Um, I just had a gentleman come in this morning and pay me because I helped him with some stuff, and he overpaid me significantly. He's being generous with me. And it's kind of awkward, isn't it? It's like, do I owe you something then for this? Or this, is this a gift? And we get in that situation where we Do I have to repay? You ever had that in your life? Where someone gave you some money and you're like, do I owe this back or not? I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. But it's so relieving when someone goes, here's a gift. You don't owe me anything. Then there's no questions asked, right? It's just grace. They just graced you with some money. And our natural response is to acknowledge God's grace in them and we're thankful For that grace expressed to us. But there are other gifts, right? I'm just talking tangible things, but there are other graces we see in people's lives, right? We see God has gifted people in some ways. I mean, you know, people who foster children or people who work in certain places or situations that that I couldn't work. They have a grace I don't have. And when I recognize and acknowledge that grace at work, I'm thankful. For that, The psalmist writes in 116, verse 12, How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? How could I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? You can't. He's not asking you to. That's why God's grace is so significant and huge. All we can do is in thankfulness, acknowledging that he has been gracious with us. Our natural response to grace should be thankfulness. And recognizing when we have been blessed with grace. A gift. We saw this in, in the concept of Eucharistos when doing the word study. Grace is extended to, us, extended to us in so many forms. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. I've got 10 through 11 up here for you, but I'll read 8 through 11. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sin. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, because we're all gifted in a variety of ways, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And I look around this room here, and I see Variety variety of talent, gifting, personality, ability. And when all those things are working together, there you guys can do things that I could never do. You bring gifts that I could never bring. And what should be my natural reciprocating response to that? Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you that we get to experience your grace through the lives of other people and the gifts that they bring. Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength of that God supplies in order that everything, uh, in or in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to bring Him glory and dominion forever and ever. No matter what your gift is, no matter what varied grace you have, God wants you to bring that into the situation. Just a little side note here on thankfulness: God has graced you; He has gifted you. I mean, the, there there are certain lists in the Bible, and often when we talk about charismatic or charis, the grace of God, the gifts of God at work, we think like supernaturally, gifts of healing, things like that. But actually the gifts are varied. God has graced us in a variety of ways, even natural ways, because it says here, whoever serves, in whatever way we serve, it's the grace of God at work through you. Will you say grace at dinner? On Thursday? Some of you, maybe because of your family situations, you won't be able to, but who plans on saying grace on the Thanksgiving dinner? What is grace? Why do we use the word grace? Why do we say grace? I mean, you've seen the joke, you know, and maybe you tried to pull it off and your old man smacked you afterwards where he said, Jer, would you say grace? Grace. Dig in. Just say the word grace. No, what is grace? Why do we use the word grace? It's it, it, because we're giving thanks. When Jesus gave thanks and broke the bread, he was saying grace. He was acknowledging the grace of God. The definition of thankfulness is directly connected to the provision of God's grace. To be thankful is literally to say that God's grace works well. Every time you say thank you, you're saying, God's grace works well. Someone holds open the door for you, you say thanks, you're really saying, God's grace works well. When your boss gives you the paycheck and you tell him thank you, or he says thank you for the labor, what are you both saying? God's grace works well. When we say grace at dinner, we're giving thanks, we're saying, God's grace has worked well. Look at this provision. Look at how we're blessed. Look at the people around us that we love and our family. God's grace has worked well. That's what thankfulness is. An acknowledgement of God's grace in that way. You needed his grace for provision. You didn't really earn it. Thanksgiving is our posture before God. Psalm 100. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. How do we come before God? With thankfulness recognizing His grace. You can't come into the presence of God except for His grace. Hebrews 4 taught us this. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. It's a throne of grace, and we can come confidently. Why can we come confidently? Because of His grace. So how should we enter? When we hit the gates of the presence of God and we're coming into the presence of God, there's only one posture for us, thankfulness. By His grace. We don't stroll in there and go, I'm glad you finally let me in here. I sure earned it. No, you didn't. We come with humility and thankfulness. Thankfulness is meant to be given to God in all circumstances. And um, my friend Jeff brought this up this morning during the huddle before service when we prayed. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Here's the difference between immaturity and maturity. Do we recognize, like Clem said last week, there's an ordained outcome? Can we really give thanks to God when it's difficult, when it's not fun? Do we recognize his power at work and his sovereignty? Do we trust him to work things out for the good in the end? then we ought to be thankful even when we don't recognize or feel like it. All circumstances were called to be thankful. I'm going to conclude with this. Jeff, I'm going to skip right to the end. There's a psalm uh, that I would suggest to you. uh, And I actually didn't put the address in here. I'll have to figured out but the psalm says this it's actually called a psalm for thanksgiving for giving thanks make a joyful noise to the lord all the earth serve the lord with gladness come into his presence with singing know that the lord he is god it is he who made us we are his we are his people and the sheep of his pasture Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. There we go. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. Lord, we are thankful today. Indeed, your grace does work well. And we acknowledge that, Lord. We would have nothing if we didn't have you. So God, I pray that you would be stirring in each one of us a recognition of how you've been gracious with us. God, that we might return to you the sacrifice of praise, the thanksgiving. We would give it to you. God, we thank you for your great grace that's at work in our lives. God, even for those that are struggling, Lord, I pray that you would help them recognize, Lord, that you are at work and to be thankful even when we can't see the outcome. Pray that you bless each one's holiday this week. God, that you bless their time with family and friends or whatever people do to celebrate the holiday. Lord, I pray you bless them. In Jesus' name, amen.